Hi everyone, I'm David Blindauer and welcome to Conversation with a Manager, stories from the front line. This podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. This podcast is also in search of the best advice and counsel from experienced managers for anyone who's new to the role of manager. Today's guest is Ivy Mantua. Ivy is a director in the Grant Thornton Risk Advisory Practice. Grant Thornton is an international accounting advisory consulting firm headquartered in Chicago. Ivy began her career in risk management in her home country of the Philippines under the umbrella of Grant Thornton's international footprint. After a few years of working in the Middle East, she returned to Grant Thornton as a part of a family move and resumed her working relationship with Grant Thornton. Here to speak with Ivy is your host, Steve King. Thanks, David. The portion of my conversation with Ivy I'd like to share with you today has to do with the process of developing people on your teams. Earlier in my conversation, before the segment we'll share with you, Ivy and I were talking about the best manager she ever had. Ivy highlighted that manager's remarkable communication skills, the willingness to be appropriately transparent with the team on sensitive, even dicey topics, and that manager's skill in developing people. As Ivy and I were talking about talent development, she kept using the word gradual to typify a talent development best practice. I was curious to know what exactly she meant by gradual, and that's where we'll pick up the conversation for all of you. So you, you have, you've actually used the word a couple times as we've moved along here, and I want to talk about the word, and that was, uh, the word was gradual, that as work was being assigned to you or as you assign work to other people, that you have some kind of pace in mind, some kind of gradual pace. I don't mean gradual in any kind of slowpoke pace. I'm talking about gradual as in timed and paced properly. Can you just comment a little bit more about what exactly you mean by you were assigned gradual in a gradual way and you hope to do the same thing for others? So in terms of, you know, being assigned to take on responsibilities gradually. So what I meant by that was, okay, as a person um, um, with, with a specific role, you do have something in mind, like, you know, the, the regulars, the regular motion of the work, right? So for example, I would, I would just cite, cite this as, for, as an example. If you're a senior associate, you're expected to um, work on the project execution for the most part, right? So when we say gradual, okay, you perform your task um, as expected, as lined up, but if you would like to take it up a notch, can you help me with a little bit of project management? So by that, and when we do that, when you gradually introduce that, you will start then showing me the tools. Like, what do you use for effective project management? So it could be, I, sh- I would be showing them budget tool or maybe an application that we would use in, in the office to track our work in progress percentages. So things like that, like it's introducing that concept and then letting them practice, like prepare this, or update this for me, and then when you're done, let's discuss. And then, you know, if if it's off, I'll tell you why it's off, and then you do it again. So that's kind of like the um, the cycle 
right. that I'm trying to um, employ. And when I suppose when someone follows that cycle and they convince you or display proficiency, you know it's ready in time to move yeah. on to the next gradual step. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and and in that in that way, the partner or the principal who I'm working with can also give me a new one to work on, something mm-hmm. that I can learn as well. So it's kind of like just really cascading. Yeah, in the ideal world, it's cascading. And actually, you're describing, at least your experiences there at your organization is pretty ideal in that sense, meaning it's a cascading experience that you mm-hmm. have, your, have your roles and responsibilities understood enough that you're able to go, the next step would be this kind of project management and here are the components of what makes a good project manager. Okay. They have about right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a great kind of organizational structure or framework to have. And if you've been plugged into that, I'm sure as a manager, it makes your life a little easier. And I think what makes it more effective too is that if you're a junior member of the team, if you are proactive in really learning something new, you try to get your thing done, whatever it is that is assigned to you. But if you're curious and more proactive to learn some more and just inquire about how do I get to the next level and learn about that? I think that is actually very ideal and that will just make things easier for everybody in the team. So I'm curious, as as a manager of others, do you think you are capable of lighting that fire of curiosity or do you think that just comes innately to some people? Good question. Um, there are by observation, there are definitely some um, junior staff members who are very enthusiastic in really learning something new. Mm-hmm. There are some who you think have the potential, but you need to nudge them. Like, you know, especially if you're feeling like, not that they're slacking off, but if slowly they're more of like not too focused, um, you know, sometimes you just have to kind of like, call them out for a quick conversation and just, you know, check where their head's at. And then, um, but since because you see them as someone with potential, it, it, it takes a little bit more of like, you know, talking, talking them through things compared to the more enthusiastic ones. Like I'm done with, with, you know, with the task that, that was assigned to me. Can you give me something more? Can you teach me something new? So it's the, the dynamic could be varied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, into one last question about say all this sort of stream of thinking we're going down. So, I want to pick on the word potential. So, is it your part of your job as a manager? You think to assess the potential of others and then decide how you're going to assign work based on that potential. So, it for me, I wouldn't say it as um, it's really a part of my job, but sometimes it comes naturally when you actually kind of work with them directly. You would know, like by constantly, you know, checking them out. I mean, in that way, when I say constantly, I stick to my regular cadence of, you know, weekly catch up. Um, we do have some opportunities to meet in person as well. And when you have those conversations with them, I think you kind of like get it by the way they provide you the status because they know where they're at. So I will I will take a mental note of that one and I'm like, oh this this guy or this this lady is great. So maybe I can give so yeah. Got it. 
Got it. Thank you. All right. That was great. That was interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's very interesting. The dynamic here is very interesting. More than technical stuff, um, Steve, I'm telling you, like, the, just the just understanding people is very important. And, and what motivates them the most. Yeah. Yeah. One thing you, you said, though, and I really appreciate you saying it, and I haven't heard anybody else say it yet, is you talked about the two things. Then you talk about communications and transparency. Then you talked about technical skills. I'm glad that you said the technical skills matter because I think sometimes we get all rolled up in the psychology of people. And yeah. when in fact, we, we do need them to be technically strong. I really like the fact that you sort of balance that out a little bit. Yeah. No, I think that is important because our business, it's, it's a knowledge business. Like what we offer to clients are what they think we know. Right. So it is very important that we really know what we sell. <laughs> This podcast is supported by NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. NRECA's broad range of products and services include a robust portfolio of leadership programs that provide learners with the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to lead at all levels of their co-op and succeed in today's rapidly changing electric utility industry. Visit cooperative.com learning to explore the value of learning with NRECA. And we're back here with Steve. Steve, what did you take away from your conversation with Ivy? Well, four things come to mind. A manager's understanding of the jobs their team members do, leveraging curiosity, technical skills, and expert coaching of technical skills. All right. Let's start with the manager's understanding of the jobs their team members do. Most jobs have a kind of hierarchy of difficulty. Some parts of the job are relatively easy and can be learned pretty quickly. Other parts of the job are more difficult and take time to learn. When someone new starts a job, the manager tends to give them the easy tasks first, and once they've mastered those tasks, they load them up with more difficult tasks. That process of building proficiency is what Ivy articulated and gave it a name, gradual development. I might have called it incremental development. Now that's intuitive, right? It's sort of common sense. We all learn to add and subtract before we learn to multiply and divide because multiply and dividing requires you to know how to add and subtract. Quite a few managers I've met have not taken the time to sort out this hierarchy of difficulty in their own mind. They have not determined that these three tasks or skills come first, these other tasks and skills come next, and finally, these two tasks and skills come last. Without this hierarchy understood, the gradual process of development Ivy relates to us will not work. Growing job proficiency will be unnecessarily messy. The challenge for managers is to understand this hierarchy of difficulty and use it to plot the gradual development of their team members. And remember, not every team member will progress at the same pace. And what about curiosity? Just a quick comment about Ivy's remarks around curiosity. Curiosity signals interest, not necessarily readiness. Interest should be a signal to the manager that the team member is open to something new, and that's great but the manager will still need to leverage knowledge of the hierarchy of difficulty to determine readiness to take on a new responsibility and build a new skill. What about technical skills? We ended the interview commenting on technical skills, and I want to take a moment and expand on why I highlighted that with Ivy. 
Most of the episodes in this podcast address what some might call soft skills, like communications or coaching, or we have focused on process skills like problem solving or project management. But a good deal of anyone's job probably requires technical skills, skills unique to that particular job. Accountants have to keep the books and carpenters have to build tables and mechanics have to tune up a car. And managers need to be able to help advance someone's technical development. Again, if a manager has a sense of the hierarchy of job requirements and skills, they can gradually advance a team member's technical skills just as they advance so-called soft skills or process skills. Of course, managers can always hire someone with all the prerequisite technical skills, which is an ever-present alternative to a learning and development strategy. And finally, expert coaching of technical skills. So Ivy is an expert in risk management. So she is quite prepared to coach someone just starting off in the field of risk management. I have found that most frontline managers have been promoted from the ranks and therefore are in a great place to coach others, particularly on advancing a team member's technical skills. But as managers advance in their careers, they often have to start managing people doing work that they, the manager, had not been expert in at all. How can the manager in this situation handle the gradual development of their team member? Well, they could learn the new task themselves and then coach it, but that is often impractical. Instead, they might designate other person or another individual, a person with all the required expertise to take over the coaching duties, sort of like a proxy or a surrogate. This person will need to have a clear-eyed understanding of the hierarchy of difficulty we mentioned earlier, and will have to use that clear-eyed understanding to both coach the team member through their gradual development and guide the manager on when to support someone taking on new responsibilities and resourcing that development experience. And with that, we conclude this episode of Conversation with a Manager. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel like others could learn from it as well, feel free to share with your friends or colleagues. And a big thank you to our guest, Ivy Mantua, for sharing some of her personal experiences as a manager. Support for this podcast comes from NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. Driven by member feedback and engagement, NRECA's mission is to be the trusted resource champion the cause, and inspire the future of the industry.